John, how do you sound? I don't know. Do I sound okay? How am I? How, how do I look? How do I feel? I think it's good. That's a song, right? Looking good. How do I look? Yeah. How do I? Feel? How do I feel? Who it's sings RuPaul. that? It's RuPaul. It's RuPaul. Okay, I thought so. I was so. like, I think that's RuPaul, and I, I don't think it's an else. older RuPaul though. It's yeah, older because she says because there's a oh, there is a fabulous, very large black woman like Martha Wash under it going. Looking good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Martha Wash. Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's jump in because Pacey will be here in 10 minutes. All right, so we are recording on Easter Sunday. And it's our first podcast after Christine's birthday. So, Christine, how's your Easter been so far? And how was your birthday? Um, My birthday was good. The actual day of, I did not really do much. Uh, But then Friday night... I took a trip, a long-awaited trip to the motherland, to Ikea, mm. and, um, you know, just walked around there, just took it all in, and I uh, used my $10 birthday coupon. Mm-hmm. What did you buy? Uh, I bought a, uh, I, re- I bought a replacement of the desk pad that I have and have sort of ruined, and then I bought some markers and a bag of uh, Swedish fish. Mm. And all of those with my $10 coupon came to $3 and 57 cents. So felt great. Yeah. Um, And then yesterday I took um, my first ever trip up to the Sequoias. I saw that. That looked amazing. Yes. It was a long drive, but it was beautiful. Yeah. It was gorgeous. The trees are so giant. Like when you stand next to them, you can't, Nothing prepares you for how big those trees are, right? Yeah, they are just, yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, they're so big. They're so big. And I was like, okay, well, I've seen big trees. And I got up there and I was like, what? Wow, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they are huge. Huge. Yeah. I I loved it because I just felt so small and that I don't Mm -hmm. normally, so. You said on your Instagram that you didn't know how much you needed that trip. What did you mean by that? Well, it was the first time I had gone anywhere outside of LA in over a year. And, and it was the first time I had like been out in nature other than like, you know, hiking here in LA. And so just to be surrounded, like be able to walk segments with no mask on and get some like fresh air and just, you know, be around quiet. It was really, it was, Mm -hmm. it was nice. I really feel most at home when I'm surrounded by big wood myself. No, I, I, I figured you would love it there. Yeah. and were there some attractive park rangers? Yes. Sure was. There was. There was. God bless America. It's a state it's park, a, right? Or is it a national <laughs> park? I don't even know. It's national, honey. <laughs> Can we get back to IKEA? Do yeah. you partake in anything food-related other than Swedish fish? Because you know it's one of my favorite parts of IKEA. Well, this is what was a little disappointing. I didn't plan well. Oh, but I had a, a free coo- a coupon for a free ice cream for my birthday. And so I was like, perfect, we can get that after. But we hadn't eaten anything. And the only option there, they did they do now have dine-in service where they did not before, but I did not I did not feel comfortable eating inside yet. So mm-hmm. we did not want to eat there. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, I didn't get my ice cream cone, but so I have until April 30th to go back and get it. Walk me through the status Mm -hmm. of the bulk candy at Ikea. Okay, Jim. Okay, Jim. Um, It's still not there. There was still no bulk candy. Um, They did still have some containers of candy um, that you could purchase. Are the bulk the bulk bin still up though like is it like don't worry it's coming back one day or is it just gone forever no it has been gone since like the beginning of the pandemic the entire wall all the bins are gone you and i need to really like we need to sidebar on this off the podcast but like (laughs) because you know my favorite one is that like banana caramel chewy one yes they never had that in the box so it was like it you know what I'm saying? I'm devastated yeah. because uh, my favorite ones are not the popular ones that are in the boxes. Yeah. 
they I didn't see any of those because I knew that you liked them. I did not see those. And um, I also, there was ones I liked that sort of had a lot of little, like almost like non-parels on them. And I've not seen those either. Hmm. So I don't know. Oh, do they look like berry, like raspberries? Yeah. And they're covered with, with red non-parels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had them. They're okay. They're, you know what? Um, Haribo makes a version that's much tastier, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then yesterday, actually, on my drive up to the Sequoias, about an hour outside of LA, I see this giant, I mean, because you know I can spot an Ikea from like 14 miles away. Mm-hmm. So like, we're driving, and I know where they all are. And so we're driving up, and all of a sudden, I, in the distance, I can, I can see, I know that's an Ikea sign. And so I start getting into like a panic, because I'm like, is there an Ikea within an hour I did not know about? Am I losing my touch? I got very upset. And then as we got closer... It was just an Ikea distribution center. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I think it's part of like, yeah. you feel the twinge, right? Like down yeah. in your loin area. But my secondary tell when I'm near an Ikea is I smell the cinnamon rolls. Yeah. So, I could not know. smell them. So it should have been the first clue. Now, John, true or false, you just got patio furniture from Ikea. I shouted. And uh, let me tell you, I was out there this morning typing my little life away i'm on deadline for some stories and it's just it's nice chad so lovely you know what i have to say john i woke up yesterday at like eight and john had posted on twitter that he had already been writing for an hour and i was like john it was up at like 5 36 o'clock writing yeah yeah i am really i'm i am instituting this thing where i'm trying to be so much more um uh disciplined about writing i told i tell myself that i need to write at least an hour a day and i've done it for two weeks in a row so far so i'm oh, trying to congratulations and let me tell you at the top of the thursday show we're going to talk about something really big that happened for dr john this week <laughs> And uh, not to him, but because he worked really hard, something amazing, because they worked. Oh, John, it's the hardest thing in the it's world. It's okay. Just keep it pushing. You got oh, it. Oh, honey, keep, but you know, I always want to be, I, I always want to stop yeah, You caught it though. Myself. Keep going. It's cool. I keep know. pushing through. Well, you're, you're so sweet to, mm-hmm. to be like that. But for everyone else in the world, I want to be correct. Um, but you have been working really, really hard towards a goal and something huge happened this week that we're going to talk about at the beginning of the Thursday show. So I can't wait. All right, y'all, let's immediately jump in because our guest has just showed up in the green room. Truth be told, I always wanted to host The View, but I don't exactly meet the lady requirement. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get my friends together and we're going to start a podcast. Hello, I am Jim Lanahan and these are my friends. Ready? Let's go. All right, you guys, welcome to episode 64 of the Jim Land Home Friends podcast. Looking quickly around the room, I see the birthday girl, Christine Sinecorn. I see Dr. John Paul Higgins. You do I see producer Stephanie Lathan. Hi. And I do not see Scott Sheldon. He let us know that he needed the day off to go celebrate Easter with his family. And my first thought was, when did Scott Sheldon start going to church? I mean, I'm going to tell you guys something. I know Scott from college. We went to a private Catholic university. But neither of us were religious. Neither of us went to church at school. In fact, Scott went to school there because his dad worked at the college, so he got tuition for free that's why scott went to that church <laughs> that school not because he's religious so anyway when he was like i need the day off to celebrate easter with my family i was like <laughs> what i he's just covered in candy he's covered in candy right now yeah marcia's behind this marcia was like <laughs> we're going to church with the girls you know what i mean so he's shoving his face full of processed ham products right now and cadbury eggs yeah, I'm completely jealous. Um, all right, we have a nosh today, so let's jump right into the yummy. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. All right, Stephanie, what do we got this week? 
Well, Jim, as you know, I'm proudly from New England. And when I went on my first run to get snacks for the yummy yummy uh one of the places I went was of course the Christmas tree shop and while I was there I got my cousin Emma's favorite treat which is the New England original Westminster Bakers Company it founded in 1828 oyster crackers some people like them in chowder some people like them in soup if you're my cousin Emma you eat them straight from the bag and the company has been, like I said, around since 1828. My God. So still not quite as old as the Easter celebrant Scott Sheldon, but getting there. <laughs> and I just wanted to give you uh, a couple fun facts, because as you know, I love a fun fact um, mm-hmm. that you can do on their website, which is uh, westminstercrackers.com mm-hmm. you can check out what other products they have but you can also do a virtual tour of their factory oh. and um, so th- as they said there on the website which I found really kind of fun they're using the same ingredients they used back when they started when they were powered by like a treadmill and a horse they said obviously we've changed that part of it but we're still using this like low and slow baking process with these original ingredients ingredients that you can pronounce so just a little taste of new england for everybody mm-hmm. okay well so i've had four i'm going to say my favorite way to enjoy an oyster cracker is in a cup of new england clam chowder holy cannoli it's so, so good. good i know mm-hmm. right it's just perfect it's like and to your point it's quintessential New England, and we're all from New England, except for John. Now, I will also put an oyster cracker in a tomato bisque. Yep. I'll also put an oyster cracker in maybe a nice Italian wedding soup, which I don't think, Christine, as the resident Italian who's never had a wedding on this show, is that acceptable, putting an oyster cracker in my Italian wedding soup? I actually have never had Italian wedding soup, so I, I'm not even 100% sure if Italian wedding soup is Italian, but oh. <laughs> we, did not, we did not grow up eating. Did your mother ever make it with some chicken cutlets? No. No? Okay. Chicken cutlets are, are not part of the Italian Now, wedding. John, you enjoy an oyster cracker in what soup? A lobster bisque, honey. Oh. I enjoy anything seafood related and Mm -hmm. a lobster bisque with some um, oyster crackers is definitely up there on on my list yeah by the way have you all seen the netflix documentary about the overfishing in the seas no what's happening oh you um stephanie if you could if you could please google the name of it so i i watched it last night and i'm blanking sea scarcity or sea sea craptacular it's basically all about how we are overfishing the seas and for instance this big move to stop using plastic straws because of the video of the turtle with the straw they said ostensibly plastics kill like every day maybe 10 dolphins or sea turtles but the way we overfish we catch other animals While we're fishing for tuna, we catch dolphins, we catch sharks, we catch turtles. And you know what they do? They don't throw them back. They kill them and dump them in the sea to die because it's called bycatch. Sometimes in Asia, they slit the fin because the fins are so expensive there for like um, soup and stuff. They cut the fin off and dump the sharks back in and they they drown because they can't swim without the fin. So anyway, see, go ahead, Stephanie, please say it. I think the word you're looking for is C-spiracy or C-spiracy. I don't think it's piracy. I think it's spiracy. It's the number eight documentary on Netflix this weekend. I was riveted. Go check it out. And it made me never want to have seafood again. And John, like you, I love seafood so much. I love it. Um, but it made me really sad. Anyway, we're horribly off topic. So. I'm like, can I talk about some oyster crackers here? Because I have. <laughs> can I have some oyster crackers with my shark fin soup? That's horrible. Well, as as a you know, as as a for, I'm not excusing anyone 
else here of being of size, but as of someone of size, maybe you can relate that you have certain food rituals, you know, that you've enjoyed, especially as a, you know, as a kid. For me, I would eat oyster crackers and all sorts of soups, but my favorite thing would be to get a, um, a craft single and cut that craft single into little, or tear it into little tiny pieces and then make little cracker and cheese sandwiches out of the oyster crackers and eat them like that. Wow. Yeah. So I love oyster crackers. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we should hop right into some iced coffee ratings with the Westminster Baker's Company New England Original Oyster Crackers. Christine, we'll start with you. You seem to love them. On a scale of zero to 10 iced coffees, 10 being the most delicious thing you've ever had in your mouth, zero being the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth, including your boyfriend who voted for Donald Trump twice. Please tell us how many iced coffees you rate the Oyster Crackers. I'm going to give them a nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, nine iced coffees. Out of 10 from Christine Sidicor, mm-hmm. Dr. John Paul Higgins, how many iced coffees do you want to rate the oyster crackers? Um, considering that my oyster crackers are gone, um, I'm going to go ahead and say um, a 10. <laughs> 19. Now, this is where I feel like I'm from a different planet. Because I love the oyster cracker, but what I was going to say is I can't have it alone. So I find it a little dry. It created a little bit of like a goopy byproduct in the back of my throat. For a minute while you were talking, Christine, I had to mute myself and grab my actual iced coffee and and pray to the baby Jesus I wouldn't suffocate. I felt like I couldn't breathe back there. So... As a standalone snack. Don't ruin this. I'm going to give the oyster crackers <laughs> a 4.75. I think that's unfair. I don't think they should be penalized because your mouth doesn't work. I'm legit confused how you two gave it so high. I thought we were yeah, going to land yeah. somewhere in the middle here. Like five, <laughs> well, six, sevens. I, I want to be transparent with you, Jim. I did think in giving this snack, it might be controversial in the way that you're talking about because it is usually accompanied by like chicken soup, tomato soup, you know, some sort of bisque or whatever, but there's no good way to get everybody a a bisque. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I mean, if you really loved us, you would have had bisques delivered today, maybe from TGI Fridays, you know? You know, when our budget can deliver the delivery, (laughs) then we'll get there. Oh, sister, you said that. So that is an average of 7.92 iced coffees on the iced coffee scale. Stephanie, you've uh, done it again. I can't believe it's that high, really. I mean, I'm shocked. When I opened it up, I thought, oyster crackers? Oyster crackers is a four out of 10. Like I knew it, I knew it, but this is absolutely shocking. I don't think that, you know, I think it's the the thing that we talk about with food and that it's an emotional experience mm-hmm. and that's where the memory comes from, you know, with like the bitty hun- bit of honey fight. We also, mm-hmm. yeah. Think yeah. Well, all right. Thanks, Stephanie. There's the yummy, yummy. Yeah, you got the yummy, 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 yummy. I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Let's jump directly into a commercial. And when we come back, we will have our special guest, Casey Montoya. We'll be right back. some big news about the Jim Lanahan and Friends with Benefits program. What? My insides are quivering with antisa 
patient. Tell me more. Well, in addition to Cameo.com, there is a new way to become a Friends with Benefits. It is now possible to make a monthly donation to support the podcast, a subscription, if you will. (laughs) The amount of the donation is up to you. It could be as small as 99 cents per month or as large as $9.99 per month. To start your donation, simply go to anchor.fm backslash jim-lanahan backslash support. Mommy likey. Can you repeat that address again? Sure thing. It's anchor.com dot FM. <laughs> fuzzy, you guys. Feeling fuzzy today. Also, uh, I saw my name and thought I was reading it, and then I, I just know. saw again it's not I was going to, to acknowledge it. that at the end. Yeah, okay, so it's supposed to be John reading Christy. Then just start over, because I just saw my name, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Halfway through. Now, why don't we just sub in? Oh, my God. Right. This would be so exciting, like the Broadway, ready? <clears throat> yeah, like I had a, I had a mishap yeah. during intermission. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, due to unexpected illness, the role of Christine will now be played by Dr. John Paul Higgins. Thank you for your patience. Christine, it's anchor.fm backslash jim-lanahan backslash support. But don't worry if you cannot remember the link because you can also find it in the liner notes of this episode. I know I was supposed to have that open, and I didn't. <laughs> so sorry. It's not updating for me here. Why is it so far back? Yeah, I, can, I can go back in. Please I can go back in. <laughs> oh Dr. My John God. Paul will be on book during this performance. They were unable to go to dress rehearsal today. And they will be on book for the rest of the performance. Thank you very much. Um, do you want Christine to just finish it? Yes, go ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, due to a miraculous recovery, I got it open. the role of Christine will now be replayed by Christine Cynical. <laughs> Thank you so much for your attention to this matter. <laughs> Fabulous. 99 cents is a bargain. I mean, a bag of bitter honeys costs more than that. Agreed. Also, all monthly subscribers will continue to be granted access to the weekly recording sessions. So here's the address once again. Anchor.fm backslash Jim-Lanahan backslash support. Or simply find the link in the liner notes of this episode. Because girl, that is a lot to remember. And now I'm totally craving a Broadway show with an understudy. And a giant bag of bitter honeys. Okay. Thanks so much, Lizzo. And you know, Bit of Honey's really, I, I, I was thinking of the Bit of Honey's this week. It's your fault, Stephanie. I was literally at the store thinking if I'm going to get myself a little treat, a little cheat, and I wanted Bit of Honey's and I could not find them, but I did find Sugar Babies, which we talked about recently. And I was like, oh, should I get sugar babies? But they were a giant bag. And I was like, I can't have half a pound of sugar babies. And I'm not going to be able to have 10 and stop. So I got nothing. Anyway, um, that's hilarious, by the way. I love the concept of Dr. John Paul being Christine's understudy. That's amazing for me. I love it. All right, you guys. Let's jump right in to our special guest. It's Casey Montoya. Hi, everyone. Casey Montoya is an Emmy award-winning reporter who currently reports and anchors and does weather for powerhouse station KTLA in Los Angeles, California. It's one of the things I love about Casey most. She does everything and does it really well, you guys. Prior to KTLA, Casey worked in Portland, West Virginia, and Palm Springs, my current hometown. I love that. I didn't know that, Casey. I love it. 
In addition to her Emmy Awards, Casey has a Golden Mike Award and multiple LA Press Club Awards. Go, Casey. And in 2017, Casey started a nonprofit called Fix and Fido's to help pay for spay and neuter surgeries for the pets of low-income residents in Southern California. By financially assisting pet owners with unexpected vet bills, Fixin' Fido's has helped many pet owners avoid having to surrender their pets because they can't afford medical care. I think that is so amazing. And I'm going to tell you this. We're going to talk about Fixin' Fido's in a minute, y'all. It doesn't stop there. Um, she, She helps feed animals. She helps get animals adopted. She's amazing. We'll talk about it in one second. Casey was born in Southern California, but she was raised in the Big D, Dallas, Texas. And we have that in common. I love Texas so much. She has six siblings. She's a Dallas Cowboys fan because you can't be from Texas and not be a Cowboys fan. And when she's not working, you'll find her with her two rescue pups. And she trains for marathons. Is there anything this girl can't do? Okay, let's correct that part. Okay, go for it. Triathlon. And and the KTLA, like before pandemic, we did triathlons and we did teams. So triathlon is swim, bike, run. And I did the bike section. So like uh, Mark Mester would swim, I would bike, and then Pascucci would run. So we would do teams like that. I love that. That's still more than I did yesterday. out people are always thinking like crazy but I've had rheumatoid arthritis since I was a child juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and what people don't understand about that is if you don't stay active then you become one of these you know and I this is mean to do but have you ever seen like old people whose joints like look you know crippled if you when you ache you want to sit and not do anything but you have to keep moving and so that's why I work out six or seven days a week because otherwise the arthritis hurts I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Rheumatoid arthritis. Say that eight times quick. Is that genetic? How does that come about? I mean, who knows? My old, my parents developed arthritis like later in life, but we were poor growing up. So when I started getting these swollen joints when I was a child, they didn't have the money after a certain amount of doctors that their insurance covered. So I ended up at this place called Scottish Rite. So it's kind of like Shriners here. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can go and, you know, all the bills are paid for free. And that's where we finally figured out that I had rheumatoid arthritis. And then I give myself a shot in the leg once a week, like for my whole life. And I'm fine now, but I mean, I don't talk about that very much, but I I wish other people would talk about it because you see Phil Mickelson doing these commercials on TV for Enbrel. And that's what I take. Mm. And I'm like, why can't they give me a million dollars for a contract? (laughs) Well, and it's much more interesting to see someone like you who we see on TV every day, who's so relatable take a medication like that right because it's almost like I relate more to Casey Montoya than I do Phil Mickelson even if I was like a straight normal boy you you know what I mean I'd be like oh Casey's my girl I I see her every day so I agree with you you need an Embril contract I know totally who do we talk to Stephanie call Embril for Casey get on it call Embril no I'm doing some conflict of interest I can't do because I'm a girl oh yeah Well, welcome to the podcast. You're so much fun. I'm sure we're going to learn a million secret things. So here's like a few things we have to knock out of the um, bucket list before the topic list before we get going. My friend Barbara sent me an emergency message today, Casey. She said, where did Casey get the dress she wore on the show today? And it was absolutely stunning. It was this kind of light, light. On TV, it almost played like a a pink peach. It was mauve, I think, pink. Oh, so pretty. My nails and my phone. Um, So here's the story behind that. We all know Liberty Chan left and she and I are good friends and she gifted me a bunch of dresses that she'll never wear again. Well, I wanted to wear one of them today, but this morning at 3.30, my steamer wouldn't work. And I was like, do I have an iron? And I I don't apparently. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to wear something in my closet. And so I went and picked something. I knew that there was bunny ears waiting for me. And so I picked something pink and this dress is like three years old from lulus.com. It was less than a hundred bucks, probably like 70 or 80 bucks. I've worn it on air so many times and it was just one of those things today, but I got a big reaction for this dress. It was crazy. It's beautiful. It has the most gorgeous draping around the waist. It kind of has a belt, but also like 
this beautiful fold. It's just really lovely. It's, it's, I love a beautifully constructed garment, you know. Now I can't wear that dress for like two years. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. everybody took note of it, right? Talking about it, yeah. How do you handle that? I, I always ask Lynette Romero this question because she tries so hard to not wear the same thing every weekend, even though she has favorite dresses. We all know Lynette loves a jewel tone, especially oh, yeah. a purple, you know? So how, I mean, do, how do you do it where you're not just repeating outfits every week? Okay. So there's this thing called rent the runway and rent the runway started for women to, you know, we go to formal events and you don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a dress that you wear once and it sits in your closet. So rent the runway popped up this genius idea that I'm so pissed. I didn't think of, and you go online and you pick out a designer gown that costs a thousand dollars and you can rent it for like 80 or a hundred bucks. Wow. And then you get, you pick it in two sizes just to make sure you get your right size and they would send it to you. Well, they were so successful. They came up with this unlimited plan. So a lot of us girls at work, we pay like 170 bucks a month and you get to pick the dresses off of this website. They mail them to you. You mail back. Now, honest, sometimes they do come with like some BO and you're like, oh, did you really dry clean that? <laughs> I'm not going to pay $800 for every dress I wear. So you do this monthly subscription and then that's why you don't repeat dresses or you just have friends like Liberty who let you into their closet. Yeah. And what a closet that is. If, if oh, Everybody go look at the Instagram for Liberty Chan because it's amazing. I'm going to have to go back next week. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Her closet looks like Nordstrom. I mean, it's, it's, better, it's, than really amazing. it's yeah. better than Nordstrom. It's better than Nordstrom. Uh, well, I love that. You always look gorgeous. Always, always, always. And I always feel weird because I, I want like my peeps on KTLA to know when they look exceptional, but I also don't want to be the guy who's telling the girls that they, you know what I mean? I mean, I get away with it because I'm so over the top with everything <laughs> and y'all know I'm not chasing you like that, but like, um, I also never want to be the guy that's judging girls. So, but, but please know, holy crap. You always look amazing, Casey, and uh, and you literally do everything there. So in addition to turning out the looks, as the kids say, like one day you're anchoring next to Courtney, right? The weekend evening show. And then the next day you're doing the weather. And then sometimes I see you in the field reporting, like you really can do it all. And do you have a favorite of those three that you really love to do? And how did you get so good at all of it? Oh my gosh. Hang out with me all the time. You're just going to film. I'm not going to be able to fit through the door. Um, well, I've always known. So this is a, a moment that I'll never forget when I was, I think eight years old. Do you remember the challenger explosion? Um, I remember watching that with my dad and, and seeing, I never really paid attention to the news because I was a kid. Right. And I, I just said to him at that moment, I was like, I'm going to be a news anchor. And, you know, of course, he's like, whatever. Um, and then so I went to school, started off with doing some classes in journalism. And then I started dating some douchebag. And I was like, no, I want to be a personal trainer. So I started taking kinesiology classes. And those have like chemistry. They're so hard. And then I was like, no, back to journalism. <laughs> so I graduated with a degree from in broadcast journalism from Cal State Northridge. And then you have to go all over the country to little small cities to get back here. And my first city was West Virginia. And that's where I learned everything. And then I was married at the time. And so I wanted to come back closer to LA and I got a job in Palm Springs. I lived in Palm Desert. I honestly, I will retire there because if I could make more money, I would have stayed there forever, but they just don't pay that well in my, my industry. So after the, being there for two years, I went to Portland and it rained every day and I became a very you know, sad person <laughs> to go from the, from Palm Springs mm. to that. And then before I even had a job here, I was just miserable after five and a half years of being there. And I just quit. I was making six figures. I was an anchor, a weekend anchor. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I came back to LA and started freelancing at KTLA. And then they are the ones who made me start doing weather. Do you remember, did you watch when Jim Castillo worked at KTLA? Do you remember him? It was before I moved here. Oh, okay. So he was, oh, he was one of my favorite people. Oh, he's this amazingly, he's so smart, right? Gay guy, meteorologist. He had two little rescue dogs. I was just like, what did, what's not to love about that, right? And his uncle died. And so he had to go out of town one weekend. And I went into Jason Ball's office. And this is when Chris Knudsen was there. And they were like, it was a Wednesday. And they were like, we need you to do weather this weekend. And I was like, what? 
They're like, we'll teach you. And I'm like, you don't just come to LA to do weather. Like people work their whole career, but I guess they had to go down the list of people and figure out who could learn in three days. Mm-hmm. And so Jim taught me a couple things. And I remember I went on air and I was so uncomfortable because you are head to toe, just like you might as well just be naked. And it was so uncomfortable. And the producer was so nice to me. She was in my ear. She was like, slow down, slow down, talk slower. And people like were just so supportive. And I got to really like it. And so I taught myself how to make all the graphics and I did online tutorials. And it just happened that my ex was an atmospheric scientist. And so we were still talking at the time and he was like teaching me things. And when you like something, you learn about it because you want to. And so I've just started doing that and I really like it, but I also love, I will never give up telling stories about people, Um, veterans, pets. Like I just love telling stories, not so much going out on breaking news of fires and, you know, surveillance video of a crime that happened, but telling stories that can help someone because we have the power to help people. Like one TV story can change someone's life. And I just feel like we should do more of that. Mm Mm-hmm. We have the power to help people. That's the most important thing, right? About people. your job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, people listen to us. Yeah. Your story this week about the veteran was so amazing. I was so glad they replayed it this weekend too. Um, tell us a little bit about that guy. So in 2018, uh, my station let me and a photographer go on what's called an honor flight. And so if you don't know what that is, it's a nonprofit company. They're all over the country and they raise money to send World War II veterans or other veterans to D.C. so they can go visit their memorials basically before they die, you know, because they're aging. So we got to go along and I met Ben Reed of, of all the dozens of World War II vets. He just stuck out to me and there was something about him. And at the time, Um, I had just gotten out of a relationship, like somebody broke up with me and broke my heart and I was so emotional and I'm not that emotional girl. And so Ben was crying and I started crying and I had to like go to the bathroom several times because I was like a mess. And thankfully my photographer was my friend and he was like, pull it together. And he, you know, if it wasn't for him, I could never have pulled this off, but there was something about this man and his emotion and just, you could just, you can just feel it. And I stayed in touch with his daughter and then a year passes and he writes me a letter and I get a letter in the mail and he says, Casey, I don't know if you remember me. Of course I did. Um, but my, my daughter's raised money so that I can go to New Orleans to the World War II Museum or to the National World War II Museum and visit this, see this boat. I drove this landing craft and they have one. And he was so excited. So of course I go ask, can I go? And they're like, sure. And so after he gets his vaccine, it happens. And his daughter says to me, you know, before we go, is there any way you can get him on that landing craft? I know it's there. And I'm thinking there's no way they're going to let this dude climb on part of an exhibit. And after asking for like three weeks, they were like, can he climb a ladder? And I'm like, yes. I didn't even know if he could, but I was like, yes, he can. And they let him get on it and get behind the wheel and like stroke the wheel. And you could see his mind, like reliving what he did during the war. It was, Mm. oh, I can't even. I cried yesterday when I saw the story and uh, because two things always make me cry when older people relive the best times in their life or the most impactful times uh, that makes me cry. Number two, extreme generosity makes me cry. And the way you told that story with such heart, I was like, I, I just wished I was there to celebrate with him and honestly with you too, because I could tell how much it meant to you, you know, to be able to help him. Yeah, it's great. I don't know why there's something about me that I don't know. I think it's honestly, this is kind of screwed up, but I think the reason why I help people so much is kind of a, I've had a therapist tell me this before. It's like a defense mechanism because if I put all my energy into helping other people, then I don't have to deal with my own issues. So Mm. this might be unhealthy, Jim Lanahan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least your vice is helping other people, right? (laughs) And this, you know, after a glass and a half, I'm like, whoa, it's bedtime, y'all. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Although I do need to slow down because American Idol comes on at eight o'clock. <laughs> oh, are you watching the Idol? Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on, it's pandemic, desperate times. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And I don't hate Katy Perry on that show. I actually I love, love her. And Luke, I love Luke Bryan. And Ly- yeah. who does Lionel Richie? Come on, period. I mean, yeah. yeah I, you know, talk about an idol, right? It doesn't get any better. Um, well, I want to flip over to Fix and Fido's. Now, our Stephanie, our producer Stephanie has a rescue pup named Billy that she rescued here in LA. 
and he's so cute, right? Look at him. Look at the little black around his eyes. Where did he come from? You muted her, Jim. No, I muted me. (laughs) It's okay. Um, So he is from Wagmore. Um, I told Melissa, who is, you know, the founder of Wagmore, I told her exactly what I was looking for. It took a five second or less, you know, love at first sight immediately. Like we were done. And I have this one right here. Okay. So can you see that dog? Oh my God. Totally. She's dead asleep because I made my dogs get groomed today and get their anal glands. You know, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. Um, So she, I saw her on ambient. I was on ambient in bed about six years ago. And all I follow are dog rescues and shelters. And I saw her in a cage, you know, her skinny little body wiggling and someone giving her a treat. And I, I, I commented and I said, if somebody pulls that dog, I'll foster her. And the next day, some woman was calling KTLA's assignment desk looking for me because she had pulled that dog. <laughs> and I was like, what? shit what did I do and I looked back at the post and I was like you know what I've ordered men's underwear on Ambien and now I've adopted a dog (laughs) but she literally she's the love of my life and she's so mean to everyone and like sometimes she bites me too (laughs) but I love her oh it was a street dog a breeding dog her back is like a little curved because you can tell they kept her in a cage she was a breeding dog because she's a full-bred chihuahua they Mm. pumped her out until she couldn't do it and then she got dumped oh my god when i got her i was like uh her fur was disgusting she had grease stains her nipples were all swollen because she had clearly just given birth she was so gross and i literally just fell in love with her like just it was like oh i can't it's disgusting i know but i love her my mom's last few dogs before her stroke were all uh, rescued. She rescued a bunch of dachshunds. And this one dachshund she got had been bred for six years straight in a cage. So her back legs had kind of like collapsed because yeah. they can't stand properly yeah. on the wire crates. And this little baby, though, was so sweet. Like she had lost her teeth due to malnutrition. She could barely stand up. She was a dachshund, so she had the hump as well in her back. I mean, so many things, but within maybe six months, a different dog. They know when you rescue yeah, them. They do. And I actually, so my husband, because um, I've been married, I was working in West Virginia, my first TV job, and he knew, I think he knew how I felt about buying from breeders, but I came home for Christmas, for the first Christmas after I'd been gone, and he had bought me a purebred chihuahua from a breeder in Riverside and paid an extra $1,000 to get to the top of a list because these little dogs, you know, they only have two at a time. I was so pissed at him. Like, I literally thought, this relationship's over. Like, I can't. He bought me a dog from a backyard breeder, which is against everything that I believe in. And that was the moment that I really thought, okay, because you were asking me like, how did I get into all this? Like that moment I thought, well, I have to keep this dog. I didn't tell him to buy me a dog. I didn't tell him I even wanted a dog. And then I started doing more research into all this breeding and a story that I'm going to turn within the next couple of weeks listen to how messed up this is. I don't want to give away where this happened, but anywhere in the country that you hear the story, you might vomit. So there's a local elementary school, an organization that raises money. Um, it's like a, a PTA kind of. They buy puppies off of Craigslist and auction them off at these fundraising galas. And they've been doing it for years. Well, this year, and I've heard of this, but I just kind of like, no, that can't be real. So this year it happened in Seal Beach And the two puppies that they bought within the last few months, both had parvo and this rescue, someone told me about this rescue. Basically the PTA organization just said, well, they raised a hundred thousand dollars and they said, well, this dog's sick and it's going to cost a thousand bucks a day for emergency care. And so they just dumped it with a rescue. And then uh, two weeks later, three weeks later, the other puppy parvo, both of these dogs died. Okay. And there's a bill that's going to committee um, I think like April 13th or 15th here in California to stop this breeding in our state because people don't under, I think a lot of people are uneducated. Like I get it. You want a purebred, whatever, you know what? 
our parents didn't get to pick our traits. Like you don't get to say, let's have a baby and I want her to look like this. You don't get to choose your children, what they're going to look like. So I don't understand, like if, if anyone listening, like I know I'm going to offend someone. I don't understand why you want a purebred of anything. Like I think mutts are, I just think they're way better. But this has got to stop with all this backyard breeding because look what happens to these dogs. They end up, they die because the breeders won't spend 15 or $20 getting a dog vaccinated. It ends up with a rescue who spends $20,000 trying to save the poor dog's life. So that's something I feel very passionate about. And I've always thought, you know, spay and neuter is important and a lot of people know it's important, but it's expensive. And if you can't afford your bills on a monthly basis. Do you think you're going to spend three or 400 bucks taking your dog to the vet to get them fixed? Absolutely not. So I do not ask people for income verification in my nonprofit. If you come to me and say, I would like to get my animal fixed. I say, where do you live? And I'll put you in connection with one of my vets who I work with because it, this is not a, Oh, I know you can. And you know what? Some of the vets have told me, Oh, this person pulled up in a brand new Range Rover or pulled up in a brand new Mercedes. You know what? don't care. As long as your dog is not going to procreate, I'm happy to pay for it. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love your passion about it. And I love your generosity about it. Uh, this weekend on the news, I heard you say two things that I thought, Oh, Casey, you're the best. Number one, you had two dogs on this weekend that needed adoption. And you said that if anybody adopts any of these dogs, you will pay for the food for three months. Yes. I mean, it's amazing, you know, and the other thing you said was that you had to contribute your own money recently to keep Fix and Fido's going forward. I just had to make a donation. That's all. I can, it's a tax deduction next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I get these Bank of America because I can't say no to people. People reach out all the time and it's, you know, for food half of the time, but other times it's vets. Like, oh, my dog hurt himself or my dog's bleeding. It's emergencies. And I'll help someone you know, up to around 200, 250 at a vet. And I just can't say no to these people. So I get these bank of America alerts and it's like, your account is below $25. And I'm like, damn it. And it's before like all, so I have monthly donors and they come in today. And so it's about $2,500 every month guaranteed, but that's why I pitch so much become a $5 monthly donor. Because if I could just get 1000 people to become $5 monthly donors, that's $5,000 a month guaranteed income. So I really don't have to say no to people. Working this morning show has been amazing. The viewers of KTLA are seriously like a family to us. I've raised so much money this weekend from people just hearing me randomly say things like this. And when I went on air and I showed these candles that this woman is selling and, and giving me a portion of proceeds, she sold out in 24 hours. Wow. And people just want to help. And I know here's the thing is that, yes, it's so much work for me to do this. Yes, it's worth it. And I know a lot of people see that and they think, oh, I would love to do something to help, but they don't have the time that I have to put into this. And so they want to, they just donate because they know, well, this is my contribution. I want to help a good cause. And I always tell, because I'm on TV, I have to be like way more careful than anyone running a nonprofit business. Of course, everything is like open public records, but my, I have an accountant and I, I'm like, you don't understand. If you mess anything up, like people will have my head, you know, it's like over. So I have a woman who she's my only employee. I pay her monthly because let's face it. I mean, if I'm like, I can't balance the checkbook for the nonprofit, obviously, but you know, and I'm always just like, you know what? I haven't spent that much money this year. I'm just going to put money in here because it's some, it's $150 for someone's vet bill. So if I give $500 to fix some vitos, it's not like I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. And I can't say no. Like, what, what's this person going to do if I say no? Yeah. Oh, now, Casey, I, I'm totally joking. But if it does go down and you end <laughs> up taken away in handcuffs, remember this. You only talk to KTLA. They get the exclusive. Don't talk to any other station. Maybe, you know, Lynette Romero would probably do the best job. So. I'll do I promise you right now, Lynette gets the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. You know, she got an email today from a woman who was pissed that we had mentioned that we had a four and a half hour brunch more than once and i was like what really and someone thought that we were ganging up on mark and i'm like give me a break i have to tell you i well we all knew here that you had brunch with lynette because she said oh i just came from brunch with a colleague and then i saw it on your on your instagram yeah. so i was like oh that's amazing did you go to morrison and burbank of course i'm dying to go was it delicious 
It's so good because she let me make my own dish. I wanted breakfast nachos. I wanted mm. nachos with eggs on them. And she, she created it for me. And I took my dogs and people like, I take my dogs everywhere with me because they are really well behaved. And so half the time they're around, people were like, your dogs were there. And I was like, yeah, both of them, two dogs right here. So I love it. I love it. Um, I think Christine has a question for you. Yeah. Um, Casey, uh, can you tell us about how the needs of um, pet owners have actually changed due to the pandemic? Yeah. So last March on KTLA, I had gone on air. I got an email on the morning show. I was working for Liberty that day from St. Vincent Meals on Wheels. And we all know what Meals on Wheels does. They help homebound seniors. Well, apparently they were running out of money for pet food for their homebound seniors. And she asked if there was anything I could do to help. Well, as soon as I said that, I was like, this is a coincidence because I've gotten so many emails in the last few days from people who say, hey, I know this isn't what you do, but if I can't afford pet food for my dog, I'm going to have to surrender them to the shelter. We're talking about a $30 bag of food. And so immediately I was like, okay, we're, yes, I'll buy you pet food. And so we started buying people pet food because if you, you remember how bad it was in the beginning when people just, before unemployment was coming through, before anyone could get a grant, they couldn't feed their families. And so so I would have volunteers go, it was cheaper for me in the beginning to, to buy it from one store and have someone go deliver it to people. And we were doing that. And some of these people were so poor that my volunteers were going and buying them gift cards for food because it was that bad. But we, our goal was just, my goal for, through all of this is to keep pets in their homes. Like whatever I have to do to help you keep your pet, because just because you're poor doesn't mean that you can't have a pet and it doesn't mean that you can't love a pet. So if I can help you out just a little bit, then that's what I'll do. But the biggest need is that people don't have money to take their vets for a regular checkup. They don't have money to get vaccines, which is important to keep your, your pet current. And they didn't have money for food. And a lot of these organizations that have food banks for pets, you know, you just take what you can get. But my whole thing is I, as having a pet my whole life, if you switch their food, all of a sudden they get diarrhea and then you're going to have to take them to the vet and I'm going to have to pay for that. So I've said, what are you feeding them now? Let's keep them on it. And people felt guilty that they were saying, well, this is $60. And I'm like, I don't care. It's going to save me $200 to get them, you know, a, a trip to the vet because they're going to get the runs because you switch their food all of a sudden. So it's just, it's been so sad, but I've been very happy to see people who love their pets so much that they will actually, can you imagine having a job your entire life and having to ask someone for help for the first time ever because you don't want to have to surrender your dog or because you know you need to use this last $25 to buy your kids food? Like I, I cannot imagine what that feels like. And I was lucky that I didn't lose my job, you know, working in the news business, of course, anything horrible and we are on TV more, but I just felt for these people and like, it just like kept me awake at night and I'm like popping Ambien because I can't stop thinking about these emails I'm getting from people and people stepped up. Like anyone who still had a job or even could give $20, $10, they just pitched in and they're like, I know it's not much, but I have it and I want to help someone who needs it. And so hopefully we have kept pets in homes and not in shelters. And I've been feeding people for a year. I've got people who have been buying their pet food since last March and until they're back on their feet, like we'll continue to do it. Wow. That's awesome. Casey, you're, you're just so smart and so generous and I'm thankful for you. <laughs> because I'm going to keep sweeping all my stuff under the rug. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> do it for the puppies. You know what I mean? Exactly. Do it for the kitties. Um, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, I, it's so funny earlier, you said, I have the time to do this. And I don't know, because it feels like you're always at work. You're always on TV. And um, it, you know, I'm just inspired and amazed by everything you do. So Let's quickly um, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find Fixing Fido's and tell us a little bit about the brunch that's happening next weekend. Okay, so Fixing Fido's, it's a funny name, F-I-X-N-F-I-D-O-S.com. Um, anywhere from across the country, happy to take $5 monthly donors because, you know, PayPal takes a percentage. So I really get like what, $4.73 a month from you. Um, and I know Jim, you had mentioned earlier, like people across the country, what now that, you know, don't buy a dog off Craigslist idiots, call a shelter, ask them if they can recommend any local rescues because especially at the beginning of the year, when people buy these designer dogs for Christmas presents, February, March, April, all the rescues 
start getting dogs dumped with them. These designer dogs who, you know, people paid $5,000 for, and they realize even if they're not sick, well, I can't care for this dog anymore. And so I'm just going to give it to a shelter or give it to a rescue. So wherever you live, there is the perfect dog for you. Do not go online and buy a dog on Facebook or Craigslist. Just don't do it. Absolutely not. This weekend, next weekend, um, I'm actually get to do a live shot. Madison says I can do a live shot. Love that. So it's a $25 donation. It's boot camp and booze, you know, right up my alley. So from 7.30 to 8.30, my friend Mike Sorrell is teaching boot camp. It's outdoors. Hopefully you've been vaccinated. Just come on down. Um, and then afterwards, people donated. We've got burritos. We've got mimosas, all kinds of booze. And then your donation gets you raffle tickets. And we have all kinds of prizes. So you could win. It's just fun. These events help me raise a lot of money. Like I will raise at least $1,500. I know in this one event. So it's very important. I'm going to do something at Rosenthal wines. Maybe I can do something out your way. I've helped people in the desert and you want to know the difference between the high desert and the low. Desert? Yes. Thank you. Yes. So the high desert is the antelope Valley and the low desert is, you know, we're talking about like elevation and you are the low desert. So you okay. guys have different, like we have all these microclimates here in Southern California and mm -hmm. you have different climates. Yeah. So, so it's always hotter where I am, yes. right? Because I'm low, low desert. Low desert. Yeah. Like a valley will be hotter. Because Yeah. I mean, it was 100 degrees today. It was? Yeah, oh, I got 98 degrees. So, but I the humidity it. is nothing. So, you know, I'm from New York. So I, if you take away the humidity, to me, 100 feels like 80. Right. And it's so, dry. It's good for my arthritis. Like my arthritis yeah. is dryness. So mm -hmm. I love it there. Did you see that our old news director bought a hotel? No, Jason Ball? He bought the old ranch in. Oh, was this part of the plan all along? I don't, do I don't know. I don't know, but I saw it on Instagram. So it's real. I think that's interesting. And I, uh, one day I would love to have Jason on this podcast. He doesn't know me from Adam, but he has everybody that's come on from KTLA has mentioned Jason as an influencer and who has given them an opportunity. And I just think someone like that should, should be on this podcast with a voice. Cause I just think that's, he's amazing. Um, and I want to tell you this, you need to come back here to your old station because Casey, it is so boring right now. I know that <laughs> station it's, but, and, uh, so someone who was on this show last week with Lynette, her name is Sarah Sanchez. She's at the other station. She's the anchor at NBC and you were at the other one, which is CBS and Fox and right. I don't, whoever replaced you here, Casey, is just, you, you need to come back and save the day. It's like, I can't watch that news. It's so, KTLA is more my speed, you know. And it's my speed too. And what people don't understand is you're not going to find this kind of news team or this freedom at any other place across the whole entire country. Mm -hmm. We are so lucky and that's why people stay here forever. And yeah, Jason Ball is, we, we got to work on getting him on because I need to come out to the desert and go stay at his hotel and come have lunch with you and introduce yes. you guys. Yes. Yeah. And, oh, then, yeah. and then he'll be your bestie and then he'll be on the show. I would love that. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely love all of that. I I'm dying to just pick his brain and ask him how, because someone like that should be leading massive amounts of people, right? Like that's a true leader. That's, you know, but maybe that gets exhausting after 12 or 13 years. Yes. Maybe he couldn't do it anymore. Well, in my day job, I do a lot of that and I can say, yes, it's exhausting. <laughs> Imagine having to deal with 40 of me. Yeah. I mean, news I mean, people have big personalities, right? I mean, I actually do not consider myself part of that whole, like if I could one day when I don't have to put makeup on and go on TV, I would, my dream when I don't look like this anymore is to be a 60 minutes producer because mm. like we're talking about depth and like real journalism. And then I can just tell someone what to say. I'll do all the research for them. I'll write the story and make it look like they did it. And that would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes back to what you said. It's about storytelling, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And doing helpful things. You don't, people don't care. I mean, yes, we care why, what the smoke is that we see in the sky, but how many times do we have to see surveillance video from someone who stole her purse while she's pumping gas and left her door unlocked because she's dumb, you know? I mean, the Lady Gaga dog walker video, I'll watch that 20 times. Like, that was good. But, you know, the surveillance video stuff, I'm a bit over. Yeah. I think it's a waste of my time. I agree. I agree. 
Well, one day you'll be running CBS News Division. (laughs) In Palm Springs? Yeah, from Palm Springs, your retirement, you know. That's hilarious. All right, you guys. So go check out Casey on KTLA. No matter where you are in the world, you can watch KTLA on the KTLA app, on your smart TVs at KTLA+. Plus. Can you tell I watch it every day? You can find Casey Montoya on Instagram at Casey Montoya, K-A-C-E-Y. Montoya, how you would expect to spell it. And Fixing Fidos is on Instagram. She gave you the website earlier, fixinfidos.com. Thank you, Casey, for being on the show. You're amazing and inspiring. You guys are fun. No, you're fun. You're inspiring. Like all that, it's real. You're doing a ton of good work. And I don't think people, I think what's inspiring about you is that people always have good intentions. I really think people operate from a place of good. But so few people follow through and put it into action. And you literally hustle every day for these animals. It's just amazing. You're doing it. You're killing it. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever out here, let me know for sure. Uh, um, I'm going to bring one of my girlfriends out there to the old ranch in. Thanks, Casey. Have a good night. Thank you. you. All right. Bye. Oh, love that Casey. She's really inspiring, really fun, really smart. Um, and I, I did not get a chance, Christine, to bring up Toby. I wanted to talk about fostering as well as rescuing. But um, in case people don't know, your cat, Toby, is actually a foster. Yeah. yeah, I'm his permanent foster. So there's all kinds of arrangements for people out there. You can rescue an animal. You can foster an animal. If you're at all interested in having a new animal friend in your life, go check out the options other than paying $2,000 to a breeder. There are options for you to get an animal who really needs a home. The best way to do it, because these animals really do need our help and our love. Mm-hmm. Christine, where can people find you and Toby on social media? You know, we don't have a joint account yet, which I think is probably... Well, it's probably a miss. I mean, yeah, a, I'll take that one. Um, okay. You can find me uh, at CCinecore on Twitter and Facebook. Instagram is at Christine Sinecor, and my website is christinesinecor.com. Dr. John Paul. You can find me in all of the great places of social media. You can also find um, me by, at my website at www.drjohnpaul.com. You can also find me uh, somewhere chasing uh, Christine Sinecor's cat. Stephanie, where are you online? I am on Twitter and Instagram at ChickyLaff, C-H-I-C-K-Y-L-A-F-F. Remember, if you have a suggestion for our Yummy Yummy, you can DM me on Instagram. And for lots of pictures of my dog, Billy, he is Billy the Rescue Pup on Instagram. I love it. I love it. You can find Scott at church and you can find jim lanahan at jim lanahan on instagram and you can find out all my other projects at jimlanahan.com and don't forget i'm live on instagram every tuesday at 5 30 pacific 8 30 eastern with my good friend heather carlucci medium if you want a free psychic reading that's the place to go And you can find the podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Just look up Jim Lanahan and Friends Podcast and you will see all the goodness there. Thanks again to Casey Montoya. That's a really special visit. She does good work. Don't forget to go check out fixinfidos.com, F-I-X-N-F-I-D-O-S.com. And otherwise, we will be back in your podcast feed when you wake up on Thursday. Until then, please remember, take good care of yourself so you can, in turn, take good care of others because that is our first and most important job. Bye. Bye. Have a great couple days. The sky. Show me that Thank you.
You know, on the bit of honey news, my mom sent me with a little note that said happy birthday from Nana, a thing of bit of honey. But the, the thing is, is that these ones that sort of come like this, they're not as good as the one that comes like in the flat wrapper. Because there's something about like, when these things get unwrapped, the edges almost get like hard. Fresh. Like, you know what I mean? They don't look the same. Yeah. So. Yeah. Christine, your mom gave you expired bits of honey. <laughs> no, it's not old. It's just, I, I'm learning that you have to get it in the long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, That's also I can... how I feel about boyfriends. 